Chapter Seven of How I Know God Answers Prayer by Rosalind Goforth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. How I Know God Answers Prayer, Chapter Seven: The Story of One Furlough, nineteen o eight to nineteen ten. Call upon me in the day of trouble; I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Psalm fifty fifteen. In the summer of nineteen o eight, I was obliged to return to Canada with five of our children, leaving Mr. Goforth in China for the revival work. Reaching Toronto, I learned that my eldest son was at death's door from repeated attacks of rheumatic fever. He was then almost a day's journey away. On my way there, as I recalled the time in which he had been given back to us from the very gates of death, my faith was strengthened to believe for his recovery again but as i prayed it became very clear that the answer to my petition depended on myself in other words that i must yield myself and my will to god i had been planning to take no meetings during that furlough but to devote myself wholly to my children i confessed the sin of planning my own life and definitely covenanted with the lord that if he would raise my son for his service i would take meetings or do anything as he opened the way for the care of the children there were six difficult doors however that would have to be opened not one but all before i could possibly go out and speak for christ and china as god seemed to be asking first the lord would need to restore my son to complete health as i could never feel justified in leaving a sick child second he would need to restore my own health for i had been ordered to the hospital for an operation third he would need to keep all the children well fourth a servant must be sent to take care of the house though my income was so small that a servant seemed out of the question and only the strictest economy was making both ends meet fifth a christian lady would need to be willing to take care of the children and act as the housekeeper in my absence from home sixth sufficient money would need to be sent to meet the extra expenses incurred by my leaving home yet as i laid these difficulties before the lord i received the definite assurance that he would open the way my son was brought back to toronto on a stretcher the doctor not allowing him to raise his head but on arrival he would not obey orders declaring that he was so well he could not and would not remain still fearing the consequences of his disobeying orders i telephoned for the doctor to come at once on his arrival he gave the lad a thorough examination and then said well i cannot make him out all i can say is let him do as he pleases within a month the boy was going back to his high school apparently quite well some months later he applied for a position as forester under the government he had to pass through the hands of the official doctor my son told him of his recent illness and of what the doctor had said concerning his heart but this physician replied in spite of all you have told me i can discover nothing whatever the matter with you and will therefore give you a clear bill of health as for myself i did not go to the hospital for all the symptoms that had seemed to require it left me and i became perfectly well a servant was sent to me who did her work sympathetically as helping me to do the lord's work a married niece living near offered to stay in the home whenever i needed to be absent and so there remained but one condition unfulfilled the money but i believed this would come as i went forward and it did each month that followed as i made up my accounts i found that my receipts exceeded my expenditures sufficiently to enable me to spend money for work in china 
and to purchase things which i needed for china including an organ all these accounts were laid before our beloved mission board secretary who approved them under these circumstances i dared not refuse invitations to speak yet so weak was my faith for months i never left home for a few days without dreading lest something should happen to the children during my absence i even accepted meetings with the proviso that if the children needed me i must fail to keep my appointment but as the days and weeks and months passed and all went well i learned to trust be still be strong to-day but lord to-morrow what of to-morrow lord shall there be rest from toil be truce from sorrow did i not die for thee do i not live for thee leave me to-morrow in giving the following i wish to make clear that had i been living a life of ease or self-indulgence i could not have been justified in expecting god to undertake for me in such matters as are here recorded it must be remembered that i had stepped out into a life which meant trusting for everything before leaving china for canada my husband had said to me do not staint the children with apples give them all they want but when i began housekeeping i found this was not very easy to do apples were expensive and the appetites of my six children for them was insatiable however i began by buying a few small baskets and then i did not need to buy more for apples came in a most wonderful way first in baskets then as the season advanced in barrels these came from many different sources and in some cases long distances express paid to the door on one occasion a barrel of large hard greenings came just as we had finished the last barrel the children complained that they were too hard to eat and begged me to buy them some snows very expensive but delicious apples for eating i had only purchased one small basket of snows when a large supply almost a barrelful came from a distant friend i feel that the lord saw that i had given up all for him so just showed how he could provide thus evidencing his love and care for my dear children we had set up housekeeping at the end of the fruit season and so i had not been able to do canning for winter use that winter again and again gifts of canned fruit came sometimes from unknown sources altogether seventy jars of the finest fruit were sent to us i will give the details of just one of these gifts shortly before leaving home for ten days the servant informed me that the canned fruit was finished accordingly i went down and ordered enough dried fruit to last till i should return on reaching home i was greeted at the door by a rush from the children all trying at once to tell me that a lovely valentine had just arrived leading me back to the kitchen they showed me the table covered with twenty jars of the most delicious-looking fruit and a large can of maple syrup on a card accompanying the gift was written a valentine for our dear substitute in china from her sisters in renfrew early in the winter it became evident that a telephone was a necessity with my numerous calls and engagements i hesitated about going into this expense not being quite sure that it was right to use in that way the money given me at last i prayed that the lord would show me his will in the matter by sending me half the amount needed for the telephone within a certain time if it was right for me to get it before the time expired the money had come so i got the telephone as the weather became cold i began to suffer on the long drives in the country to appointments and was soon longing for a fur coat i consulted our mission secretary as to whether if sufficient money were given me i could put it into a fur coat the answer was a decided yes 
there was no doubt that the coat was a necessity in the lord's work so i began to pray the lord to send the money quickly for the cold was severe in less than two weeks i received the money needed and of course got the coat the ladies of the winnipeg presbyterial had arranged a series of meetings for me in winnipeg brandon and other places in that vicinity about ten in all the collections from the meetings were to defray my travelling expenses which would amount to over one hundred dollars on my way by train from toronto to winnipeg i caught a severe cold which settled in my throat and chest i did not want the woman to be disappointed and also put to all the expense if i failed them just before reaching winnipeg i was enabled to commit myself definitely into the lord's hands for strength and voice for the meetings the days that followed can never be forgotten for the bodily weakness fever and throat troubles were removed only while i was giving my addresses in each case though so hoarse before and after speaking as to be scarcely able to make myself heard above a whisper my voice cleared for the address for example while at dr and mrs c w gordon's home the sunday i was to speak in winnipeg i was advertised to speak that night in dr gordon's church at the supper table i asked dr gordon if he would be ready to speak should i fail just before my time came to speak i slipped up to the platform behind dr gordon who was praying and oh how i cried to the lord for help and courage for the church was packed and even the sunday school room partitions were opened to accommodate the crowd my throat was as if in a vice and i felt weak and ill but as dr gordon introduced me i stepped forward possessed by a feeling of wonderful calm and absolute confidence it seemed i could just feel one like unto the son of man beside me and never had i felt so completely and only a channel for more than an hour i spoke so that everyone heard distinctly but when i sat down my throat tightened as before dr gordon told me later that he had a man sit in the most difficult place in which to hear and that he had heard every word so it was till the end of my appointments on the homeward journey i asked the lord either to heal my throat or provide a way for me to get a needed rest from speaking for i had many appointments awaiting me in ontario a few days after reaching home four of my children were taken down with measles during the week i was in quarantine with them my throat received the rest it needed and became quite restored one day the following early summer in looking over the children's clothes i found that there was so much to be done i was fairly overwhelmed i saw it was quite impossible to do the necessary sewing and keep my appointments too the question that weighed heavily was should i cancel the meetings for which i had given my word my husband urged me to buy ready-made clothes but i knew how expensive they would be and could not bring myself to do so i went alone and laid my burden before the lord praying that if he wanted me to speak further for china he would show his will by sending me some gift that would enable me to get ready-made clothes for the children a few days later i was speaking at a presbyterial gathering in western ontario at the close of the evening meeting an old gentleman put into my hands some money i asked him what he wished me to use it for and he replied for your children use it in a way that will help you be free for god's work my heart rose in thanksgiving and i decided to accept it as the token i had asked of the lord on my return to toronto i spent this gift in buying ready-made clothes for the children to save my time and strength for the lord's work when busy in my home one day the thought of two dear friends in the china inland mission kept coming constantly to mind 
and i began to wonder if i should not send them some money looking into my purse i found i had only fifty cents on hand i put the matter out of my mind with the thought that if the lord wanted me to send them anything he would provide a way that afternoon's mail brought a letter from a distant place in ontario where a year before i had visited and spoken for a friend the letter was from the treasurer of the christian endeavor society for which i had spoken he enclosed five dollars and said the money was to be given me at the time i spoke for them but had been overlooked my first thought was to return it as it would be dishonoring my friend to accept money for such a service and then i remembered my friends for whom i wanted money and decided to send the five dollars to them my husband returning the following morning handed me another five to put with it and the ten dollars was sent off in due course a reply came from my friend saying that the very morning my letter arrived they both had been given assurance that a certain sum would come for which they had been praying this was to meet a need which they did not wish to bring before their board my letter brought the ten dollars and another letter in the afternoon's mail contained a sum which with mine exactly made the amount they had been asking the lord for say not my soul can god relieve my care remember that omnipotence hath servants everywhere on one occasion when about to leave home on a ten days trip to montreal and other places word came that the children's sunday school treat was to take place during my absence little mary had no best dress for the occasion i had planned to make her a white woolen dress but now there was no time and i knew i could not make it well away with so many meetings ahead but the very day a lady from our church called and said she wanted for a long time to help me and asked if she could do any sewing for me with dim eyes and a grateful heart i accepted her offer on my return mary told me of her wearing a pretty white cloth dress for the sunday school treat once more we planned to leave canada for china and a serious problem faced me our oldest son could be left to face the world alone but not our daughter of sixteen it was necessary that a suitable guardian be found for her i called on three different ones whom i thought would feel some responsibility toward the missionary's daughter but all three declined to accept the responsibility i then saw that it was not for me to try to open doors but for this also i must look to the lord i prayed that if he wished me to return to china he would send me one to whom i could commit her a short time passed then a lady called whose life had been devoted to the training of young women her beautiful christian character made her the one above all others in whose care i could gladly leave my daughter this lady told me that in her early years she had hoped to give her life for service in china but the way had been closed she now felt that the lord had laid it upon her heart to offer to take charge of my child years have passed since then and she has fulfilled my highest expectations of her rarely has a more definite answer come from a loving father nor one that brought greater relief and help for this offer coming as it did in answer to my prayers seemed to be unmistakable proof that the lord would keep my child as i gave her up the time had almost arrived for beginning the last preparations for the long journey to china when one day ruth came in from her play with her heavy coat almost in shreds she having in some way torn it on a barbed wire fence the coat was the only heavy one she had and i had planned to make it do for the ocean voyage intending to get a new one in england i tried to find a new one in the stores but the season was past and i could not and had no time to make another i just took the knee to the lord and left it there believing that in some way he would provide 
A few days later a friend telephoned me that her mother had recently returned from a visit to Chicago, and wished me to come over to see a parcel she had brought for me. Oh, the relief that came when I found that the parcel contained, among other things, a handsome red cloth ulster, which fitted Ruth perfectly. This fresh evidence of the Lord's overshadowing care touched me deeply. Those who have never known such tokens of the Lord's loving care in the little things of life can scarcely understand the blessedness that such experiences bring. Whether it be so heavy that others cannot bear to know the heavy burden they cannot come and share, whether it be so tiny that others cannot see, why it should be a burden and seem so real to me. Either and both I lay them down at the Master's feet, and find them alone with Jesus mysteriously sweet. As I attempt to recall the answers to prayer in this furlough, so many come to mind it is impossible to record them all. Help in keeping my appointments, courage and power for public speaking, physical strength and guidance in facing many difficult problems. It was at this time I formed a habit of getting a message for a meeting on my knees. It often seemed to me very wonderful how, as in a flash sometimes, an outline for a talk on china would come never having kept notes nor even outlines of addresses i have frequently been placed in circumstances when i have felt utterly cast on the lord and i can testify that he has never failed to give the needed help and the realized divine power yet sad sad is it that often at just such times no sooner would the address be ended than the satan whispered thought would come i have done well to-day Oh, is not the goodness and forbearance of our God wonderful, wonderful that he ever again would deign to give help when he asked for it? A short time since I asked a dear friend whose writings have reached and inspired multitudes throughout the Christian world, how did you do it? Softly, with deep reverence in look and tone, she replied, it has been done all and through prayer. With deepest gratitude and praise to our ever-faithful God, I, too, can testify that any little service I have been able to do has been done by His grace in answer to prayer. I stood amazed and whispered, Can it be that He hath granted all the boon I sought? How wonderful that He for me hath wrought! O faithless heart, He said, that He would hear, and proved His promise, wherefore didst thou fear? How wonderful, if He should fail to bless, expectant prayer with good success! End of chapter 7 The Story of One Furlough